0: Welcome to Leadership Behind the Scenes with me, Nomi Natan, Executive Coach and Leadership Consultant. In this podcast, we champion human-friendly leadership because you're human first and leader second. We share tips and insights on how you can increase your impact and influence so you can be the leader you've always dreamt of being and feel proud when you look in the mirror. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Leadership Behind the Scenes. Today, we are talking about what if I open a can of worms? What if they cry? So many of the leaders at work will say, yeah, I get it. Okay, you say that I've got to be deeply human. That makes sense. But I've got to have this awkward conversation with this employee that's clearly not in the best place. Or I've got to make these people redundant. And I'm afraid if I ask deeply human questions and if I appear to be open to listening that they're going to cry or I'm going to open a can of worm that I won't know what to do with. I don't want that. I just want to get this over and done with. Well, you know me, I'm not going to let those leaders off the hook that easily. So let's take a breath. And dive in, because this is an important topic. Early in my coaching career, I got an assignment together with some other coaches to support a very large retailer. This retailer was putting together two roles, so basically lots of people were being made redundant, and loads of people suddenly had responsibility for the old role and a new role. You can imagine the uproar. Now, what this retailer did, I think, cleverly, they gave the people that got to stay, I don't know what happened to the people that left, but the people that got to stay and suddenly had two roles for the same money, they gave them three coaching sessions. Three coaching sessions. So I think I coached about 60 of these people, of these newly created roles. And by the end of it, I thought I could probably do their job. But what I found was this was very little coaching and much more complaint listening. At the first call, those people, they were frustrated and angry and upset, and many of them were feeling like they were betrayed by the organization, they weren't sure they wanted to ever be loyal again, and this organization and this retailer had tremendous loyalty, and so they were upset, and lots of them were thinking, well, maybe I should jump ship, maybe I should work somewhere else. I listened, I coached a little but mostly, listened and let them have their feelings and their thoughts and their opinions, not making them wrong, you know, just allowing it to be what it was. And by the third coaching session, I would say 2% maybe were still considering leaving. Most of them were not just okay. Most of them had found their loyalty for the retailer again. Most of them had found their passion again, they still weren't happy with what had happened and how it had been done. But they had shifted themselves out of this again. Because, hey, these are people that really wanted to make a difference. They wanted to do good. And they loved working. They weren't just wanting to twiddle their thumbs. So they were finding ways to make this work. Most people are like that. Most people want To make a difference, most people don't want to complain and most people want to feel good about the impact that they're having. But so often organizations shut down the complaints that are coming up and the frustrations that arise when you make change. And let's face it, organizational change, transformation, right-sizing, redundancies, whatever you call it, it is painful, excruciatingly so. And when you try and shut down the complaints and the feelings that people have about it, it doesn't make those complaints and feelings go away. They go underground. They go to the coffee machines. They become gossip. People talk and they will keep talking and it will add because you don't give them permission you know what we won't allow doesn't go away it actually often gets stronger so you might be uncomfortable thinking that you're opening a can of worms but the reason why I was telling you the story about these 60 retailers was that most people shift themselves if you give them a place a forum to be heard to be listened to and to be acknowledged for the experience they are having don't tell people well you shouldn't feel that just be grateful for having a job that does not make anyone feel better when they're frustrated and angry so let's talk through a few scenarios and how you can handle them because i get it and Okay, I'm going to stereotype here for a second. But in my experience, it's very often the men, although I know many women also uncomfortable with feelings, very often the masculine qualities are the ones that go, oh, I really hope they won't cry. Ah, just can we just get on with business? And you can, but you're going to lose loyalty. You're going to lose loyalty if you don't allow people to have their feelings because you cannot selectively numb. I think this is Brené Brown that said that in one of her TED Talks. You cannot selectively numb the feelings you want people to feel if you want them to feel passion and loyalty to your organization and to their job. You cannot allow them then to numb their frustration. If they numb one feeling, they're going to numb all of them And that's what very often happens, whether it's concerning one individual, a team, or a whole organization. So let's talk about what you can do when there is a situation, there's something that will stir up emotion, and you're afraid of the can of worms, you're afraid of the tears, but you also acknowledge that you don't want to numb people's feelings. First up, so what if they'll cry? If you breathe and let them have their feelings, they will stop crying again. You're dealing with adults, and there might be some tears, but they will breathe and they will get out of it. Give them the dignity of letting those feelings be okay. Take it as a sign of how deeply they care. Don't make it wrong, but if you show them dignity. And if you breathe and show compassion, those tears will stop and the person will thank you. The person will be grateful for you seeing them. And that's all. That person will shift. What we need as human beings is to be seen and acknowledged. There's nothing worse than someone saying, oh, don't worry. Just don't worry about it. It's just work. Pisses me off like nothing else. Because if I worry, I worry. And you telling me not to worry about it is just making me feel like, well, maybe I'm silly that I'm worrying in the first place. And that doesn't make me feel any better about myself. The fact that I worry, the fact that you worry or any of your team members worry, it's because they care and this really matters to them. So give them the space to have their feelings. I like people to set up a container and acknowledge that this isn't straightforward, it isn't easy. I'm likely going to be clumsy, one of my favorite words. Acknowledge it up front and say, listen, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be clumsy in how I'm going to put this message across or how am i going to respond. Please bear with me and I'm going to do my very best. I'm going to make mistakes, I know I am, and I'll keep learning. So I'd like to make some space to listen to what the experience is like for you. I'm not sure that will change anything about the process we're in or the outcomes that are needing to happen, but I'd like to listen to what it's like to be you. So today is about that. What's really important when you make space to listen, whether you listen for five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, whether it's a three-hour session for you know, a larger group, whatever it is and however you set it up, what's really important is when you have your listening space, when you dare to open that can of worms and let people have their emotions, don't at any point in that session go, but I want you to know that we do have to move on and we do have to get on with it. Yes, of course that is true. <laughs> of course, of course, your team cannot afford to just be upset and cry or complain and feel frustrated. Of course, they know that, you know that, everybody knows that. But when you say but, all we hear is what happened after the but. So you can do 95 minutes of listening and if in the last five minutes of that session you go okay so this was good but now we need to get on with it you just you just you know undermined everything you did so beautifully the first 95 minutes it is two separate sessions there are times for listening and acknowledging feelings and making space for it and then there are separate times to go okay so now what? What are the best next steps we can take? How do we feel our inspiration and our passion and our loyalty again? How will each of you do this? And how will we do this as a team, as an organization, as a department? Keep it separate because there are two separate things. And when we are in the one place, we don't want to rush to the other. This doesn't mean they have to be far apart because, hey, things move fast in organizations. And it's not like we need a month to dwell on things. I don't know anyone who wants a month to just be upset. But I do know people that are upset for years because no one listened to them. Not because they want to. Because they still feel like they didn't get the respect they deserve by someone listening to what it was like to be them. If I had a penny for everyone saying, I'm okay with the fact that changes were made, but I am not okay with how it was done, I would be a billionaire by now. Seriously, it is the how. And so if you're not okay with people sharing some emotion and sharing their frustration, first of all, go work on that, please. As a leader, you need to work on your deeply human capacity. Anything that's not deeply deeply human, anything that's not that, I mean, that will be replaced by robots and software, right? You need to develop your capacity to be deeply human. And if you're not totally okay with leading a session like this, get support. Yeah, you can hire people like me, external consultants, but there'll also be someone internally. You don't have to add costs to make this work. You can hire someone internally for free, probably. Bring someone else along to support you. And sometimes all you need is a call beforehand with your mentor, with your success buddy at work or with your coach to go through this and think, how do I structure this session? This is the kind of work that's really important. How do I run this kind of session? What do I say at the beginning? What do I say at the middle? And what do I say at the end? The container matters. How do you open a can of worms? You set up a You set up a container so you don't let them roam free. You set up a container in which to catch them. And you tell people, here's the container we have set up. This is the time set aside for this. This is where I'm holding a space for it. This is how we'll run it. This is how everyone will get their chance to speak. And I can't talk you through every single possibility for how you can run a session like this, but I would be very happy to chat to you about it if you get in touch with me. But you set a container and then you hold that container and at no point during that container do you break it and go, okay, now that's enough, let's move on. (laughs) That doesn't work. You can hear it hopefully when I say it. Separately, you create a container and go, okay, and this container is for us talking about how we get our passion back. What's really important to know about change, to know about emotions is everyone processes at a different space, at a different pace, in a different way. There's not wrong ways or right ways. And someone who looks like they're deeply emotional and handling it, you might think, badly right now, might two days later be over it because they really released it and they're over it. And other people that seem fine and don't seem to have an emotional response at all might actually be deeply, deeply angry and they might take ages to process it. So don't judge the initial emotional response as, you know, this is the predictor for how it will be in the future. Human beings process differently. It often surprises ourselves when we feel strongly about something and what we feel. But definitely allow a space and a container. And know this. I have seen this again and again. When you allow people a space to complain, to share what it's like to be them, when you allow that to be okay, they will thank you. I have clients who email me and say, you know, thank you for the conversation we had about me needing to fire this person. Because at the end of the firing conversation, they said, thank you for this conversation. I'm not happy about losing my job, but I feel really good about this conversation. Thank you for listening to me. I've had so many clients come to me and say, I got three emails from people that I just fired, thanking me for how I did that conversation. Yeah, some of them were angry. But did you get an email thanking you for how you fired someone? If you didn't, maybe you didn't make enough space for that container. This is an easy territory. You don't have to be the coach or the therapist. You don't need to fix anything. You're not supposed to fix it for them. You can suggest that they might want to talk to someone else. But mostly, just listen and allow it to be okay that what they're feeling, that is their experience and that's okay. And assume that they will process this and they will shift. They want to shift. Trust me, they do not want to feel that. They will shift themselves. Give them space. Set up different containers for different emotions and don't try to handle it all in one fell swoop. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review. This will allow more people to find the podcast. And if this was a conversation you would like to continue, if you'd like to figure out how to do this deeply human thing, the human-friendly approach to leadership and to organizational change, do come over to nominatan.com. Drop me a line. I'd be so happy to continue the conversation and support you with this. Now take a breath. Because no matter how busy you are, there's always time to breathe. Have a great day.